Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And today, our focus is going to be on the Colorado Springs Chamber of Commerce and EDC. The Chamber recently held its State of the Chamber event. It took place in January, and that's where the Chamber celebrated major milestones from 2023 uh, between just its own members as well as its partners. Now, the year's barely begun, and the nonprofit is already setting the pace again for 2024. So joining us this morning with information on the Chamber and EDC's vision for 2024, we're so pleased to welcome to the show John Reeder Claymeyer, President and CEO of the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. John, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. A little later on, we're going to be joined by Dave Dazlich, who's Vice President for Government Affairs for the Chamber, as well as Keith Klain, Chair of the Chamber and EDC's Military Affairs Council's Defense Mission Task Force. So we'll look forward to talking to them a little later on. But Jana, I'd like you to start us off now. As we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you recently celebrated these major milestones from 2023 at the State of the Chamber. Tell us about some of the achievements. Yeah, it was a great year. You know, 2023 saw major milestone developments in economic development, defense development, and advocacy. Uh, It'll be no surprise to anyone in the Colorado Springs area that we got the official designation as the permanent home of the U.S. Space Command. Uh, The Combatant Command also announced that it reached full operational capability in 2023. Um, You know, these are great wins for national security, for taxpayer dollars, and of course for our regional economy. So a big win we celebrated. Uh, In addition, I, I have to point out in a time where it feels that no politician can work together on anything. Uh, Lawmakers from both sides of the political divide work together along with the chamber and EDC, along with the city and county um, to make sure that we made the case for Colorado Springs as being the correct headquarters for U.S. Space Command. So a big announcement in 2023, and we don't want to let that one slide. You know, when it came to economic development, we saw business expansions and technology and defense and manufacturing companies. All of this put us on the map with many major corporate decision makers. Um, We announced another uh, expansion by Microchip. Uh, You may know about the Nooks uh, announcement last year at the uh, Space Symposium. Infinity Systems Engineering made a major announcement. And we brought our first international win with Meyer Berger, a uh, solar panel manufacturer. So it's all a testament that this growth in our region, we're adding to the global competitiveness of our region, and we're positioning ourselves as a major player when it comes to national security. Why should any any of your listeners care? Well, because this is how you build an economy for the future. I don't know about you, but I never want to see my taxes increased, but I want our potholes filled and I want good schools. Well, we have to increase our tax base to make that happen. Um, and without raising taxes, when you bring in good quality companies with great paying jobs, this is how we build an economy on our own. And we're not just a, a suburb to a larger city. 
So lots of great announcements in economic development, over 2,200 new jobs that the Chamber and EDC Mm -hmm. led on uh, bringing to this region or helping existing companies expand, and $1.3 billion in capital investment. These are new dollars to our area that create construction jobs and bring teachers uh, that we need. And, um, you know, your local coffee shop pops up on the corner because we're building that economy. So great things are happening, and um, we're really proud that we launched our Titans of Economic Development campaign in 2023 to properly fund our economic development efforts and to bring our business community to the table to help us sell. So um, we're excited. 76 Titans of Economic Development uh, joined our new council, and we raised over $5.2 million to support economic development over the next three years. Mm. Well, let's talk more about this Titans campaign uh, program. And I mean, I'm very intrigued. What exactly is the Titans of Economic Development Council and what is its role? Well, the council, it's comprised of representatives from diverse businesses and organizations in the Pikes Peak region that that truly just love our region. And they're committed to helping us grow our priority sectors uh, that were identified by a study that we did early last year in aerospace and defense. IT and cybersecurity, and advanced manufacturing. Um, You know, the Titans Council, they're charged with taking part in the conversations to help us attract potential new investment and talent to our region. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to have good sites, and then you've got to have the people to fill the jobs. So this council is going to help us solve on big issues in our area around uh, education, access to education, uh, making sure talent is moving to our region, um, and then making sure we're going out and telling our story to business decision makers. So frankly, they choose to stay in our region um, or, or choose us over Texas or Tennessee. It's a highly competitive business when it comes to decision making for company locations or company expansions, and it's it's globally competitive. So the council, I think, will help us when we're going to trade shows or uh, going into higher cost states of doing business and marketing the Pikes Peak region. Mm. We're we're nearing the end of this segment, but I'd like you to ask you a little teaser question that'll jump us ahead to the next segment. Uh, just when you're talking about the uh, Titans of Economic Development Council initiative, what would you say uh, very shortly is the economic impact of that? And then we'll talk more about it in our next segment. Well, I talked about the importance of growing the economy uh, so that you and I don't have to have increased taxes, but I predict we'll add at least 1,300 new jobs, additional in 2024, and at least $125 million in new capital investment. Sky's the limit for us in this region. That's significant. Okay, we need to take this break. We'll come back and we'll delve into that more deeply. We're with uh, Jonna Reeder Claymeyer, who is the president and CEO of Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. Our focus today, looking back at 2023 for the chamber and as well looking forward, and we'll be talking more about the Titans of Economic Development Council initiative when we come back here on The Extra.
We're back with the extra and our focus today, our guest today from the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. Well, we were talking about the projected growth tied to this Titans of Economic Development Council initiative, Jana, and you were talking upwards of $125 million in capital investment potentially for 2024. I mean, that's the projected goal. So, so how do you do that? Well, you do that by bringing people together. Uh, You do that by selling as a team, our city, our county, uh, the Colorado Springs Utilities, the Office of Economic Development and International Trade at the state level. I like to say that the Chamber and EDC, we serve as the quarterback, but we could never win the Super Bowl if we didn't have a great offensive line. Uh, Just just ask Patrick Mahomes. I bet he'd tell you that too. Uh, You know, it's, it's really important that we have a united front. And right now, for example, we're working with the Colorado Springs Utilities to ensure that we can meet those infrastructure needs in the next few years as our state continues to increase its focus on renewable energy, which is a great thing uh, for our state and our our well-being, our health and well-being, but it also comes at a price. So it's important that we're building our capacity for our utilities while we're also investing in infrastructure. And this comes amid an overall economic picture where uh, the U.S. economy, I mean, in some ways it took a battering. We, we saw the Fed raising interest rates and, and that caused, uh, you know, we saw it at, as they were trying to combat inflation. Uh, and we saw a lot of uh, businesses and industries uh, really take a pause with that. But now it seems like it's been resilient and we're seeing uh, rising consumer confidence and also uh, potentially low unemployment. So looking into 2024, how do you foresee the economic development landscape shaping up for the region and, and what's the chamber planning for 2024? Well, you know, there are things we can control and and things that we can't. Uh, 2024, it's going to be a pivotal election year. I mean, not only in the United States, but in many other countries. And we have a global economy. I mean, India has an election, Russia, South Africa, there's just on and on. And that can affect uh, the cost of doing business. It It can affect supply chains. So, you know, the markets could, it can be volatile in an election year. Uh, but we, everything that we're seeing from uh, our work with UCCS and their uh, uh, school, their economics department, um, we think job growth in Colorado Springs is expected to continue to be strong. And based on that quarterly employment data, uh, it reflects a much faster growing re- our region than even what we're seeing um, in the U.S. economy. But to make sure that we're doing our part, you know, we are going to conduct at least 150 business retention and expansion visits uh, in 2024. So getting out and meeting with our existing customers, meeting with our existing businesses that are employing people today, uh, it's important to take care of your homegrown companies, the ones that are here. So solving issues for them. Uh, we've seen increased air service to our region. That's there's there's no uh, accident to that. You know, we partner with our uh, Colorado Springs Airport to meet what the businesses need in our region. Uh, we launched in 2022 a program called Hello Colorado Springs, and it's a intern, a fellow, um, uh, apprentice, young professional program. While uh, while young people come and work in our area in the summer, we provide 
the uh, safe and affordable housing and wraparound programming and services uh, that, are, that are fun and uh, professional services outside of the workplace. We want them to fall in love with the region just like they fall in love with their companies. So again, this is an example of taking care of your homegrown businesses and meeting their needs and talent. We can't grow it fast enough. <laughs> so we have, to, we have to get people to move into our region to meet these jobs that our companies are creating. Mm. And what a great problem to have. I call it growing pains. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, when it comes to jobs in the Pikes Peak region, you were hitting on this a little bit, Jonna, but uh, do we need to focus on growing the businesses we have or attracting new companies and industries and why? Well, the answer is we have to do both. Uh, we have to take care of our existing businesses uh, and industry. I, I mentioned that earlier. It's a lot easier to keep a business than it is to get one to move to your area. So you have to take care of what their needs are, whether it's a, a safety issue, a traffic light out front, or it's a talent component that they need, or it's air service. Um, but at, at the same time, you also want to attract primary industry to your area uh, because that adds to your economy and it grows your tax base. So, you know, the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC, our business retention and expansion program, it helps businesses survive economic difficulties and, and assist with their expansions so that they can create those great new well-paying jobs. Uh, we do this by assessing whatever their needs are, connecting them with the right resources, um, helping at-risk businesses overcome their challenges that could lead to, to layoffs or shutdowns or relocations. We want to try to solve those problems before they get into some kind of a crisis situation. And there's a lot of great services that the city, the county, the Pikes Peak Workforce Center, and others offer. Uh, so sometimes it can just be connecting them to the right resources. I like to say businesses are busy running their business. They don't have a lot of time to, to do their own research and figure out who to go to. And that's why the Chamber and EDC can be their first point of contact, but we're never the only point of contact. Well, we have much more to talk uh, to you and our other guests about when it comes to this, especially the role that small businesses play in this planning. Uh, we need to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Dave Dazlich of the Colorado Springs Chamber in EDC. And if you'd like more information on some of the programs and initiatives that Jonna is mentioning, you can go to coloradospringschamberedc.com. And Jonna reader Claymar, do you mind sticking around? a little while. We're going to be rejoining you a little later in our broadcast. It would be my pleasure. You're listening to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. We're back after the break. We're back with the second half hour of The Extra and our guests today. We just heard from Jonna Reeder Claymeyer, President and CEO of Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. And now the Vice President for Government Affairs at the Chamber, Dave Daslich, is on the KRDO Newsline. So Dave, first of all, welcome to The Extra. Thank you for having me, Shannon. Now, you focus on legislation and certainly sound legislation and is an important part of creating a business environment that's favorable for them to launch, to grow, to expand. So what legislative priorities does the chamber have for this year? Well, for 2024, the chamber has a four-pronged legislative agenda. Uh, top of mind, I think, for everyone across the board is the housing question. 
how do we increase the supply, how do we ensure that enough of that supply is attainable and affordable to our future workforce, and how do we view that in the context of state regulation. Secondly is protecting and preserving a favorable business climate, and there's a lot of overlap between that and housing as the building of housing is in itself a business, and for businesses to expand and for our region to grow, that housing supply needs to be available. But a lot of the regulations that we look at at the state level, we have to really consider what the second and third order consequences can be of particular proposals uh, and how those can affect the business climate on the way down. Third uh, is good governance. We work very closely with our local government partners, the city, the county, the utilities, and they are key to determining how our region is going to grow and what our city, our county is going to look like in the future. So we partner very closely to try and ensure that the decision-making capacity stays close to home with our local governments. We believe firmly that here in the Pikes Peak region, we can solve our own problems better than uh, unelected boards in Denver can. And third and finally, um, dovetailing with a lot of what you've heard from Jonna earlier, we are working to ensure support from the state level for a growing workforce. So whether that is support for aligning uh, career paths through K through 12 and higher education, support for those economic development organizations like ours that are working to attract those employers who have the jobs of the future, or working to address issues like affordable childcare that are so critical to our workforce and our DOD presence, uh, we are there to we are there to work on legislation uh, that advances that goal of supporting uh, the future workforce. Let's uh, dig deeper into that aspect of affordable and attainable housing that you mentioned. Uh, I, I mean, this continues to be a recurrent topic of debate. Why why is it so important to address this issue? Well, housing issue is critical on a number of fronts, not only for everyone who currently lives in the Pikes Peak region, uh, but for the future workforce. We're a region and a state uh, that are growing uh, beyond simply organically. Our, our state has already been growing for the past decade. Our region has. But beyond that, we are, we are a desirable, desirable place to work. And the employers of the future are coming to the Pikes Peak region, various semiconductor companies that are doing some critical work in our national economy and our national defense. But when you look at our region, our prices, not only of housing, but property taxes, have really taken a sharp upward turn, especially in the last five years. At the root of that is supply. How do we bring more units online for every income bracket? Because as long as we're going to be, as long as we're falling short in units, that's, that's going to affect everyone. And we have to ask ourselves some very hard questions like, why are there no condominiums being brought online in our region and very few across the state? Why is there no entry level option on the housing market available for those middle income earners right now? Because between the rental market and the single family home market, traditionally there would have been that, that step in multifamily mm -hmm. attached product in condominiums. 
And that's one of the challenges we're trying to address uh, this year at the legislature with our partners in the industry. Right, right. And why are builders choosing either, you know, massive apartment complexes or the single family homes that might be beyond the reach of someone trying to make that jump between the two? Exactly. Uh, so uh, we have the housing affordability challenge, uh, but there's also uh, some drivers behind it. Can you kind of tell us more about that? Absolutely. So we look at specifically the regulatory angle, we ask ourselves, what is standing in the way of some of these market shares, like, for example, condominiums? When we look at the current makeup of Colorado law that encourages litigation over repair in the multifamily attached product market, um, commonly shorthand referred to as construction defects law, we see a need for reform there. The law encourages everyone to go immediately to litigation, and unfortunately, Colorado law currently leans in favor of trial lawyers and the bringing of very expensive lawsuits. To counter that, uh, to insure a project now has become so wildly expensive that the only condominiums that can be effectively brought online are for the luxury market. Uh, Last year in the Pikes Peak region, we built zero condominiums at any price point, much less that entry-level market. So until we can make some progress on the litigation front and ensure that builders and developers have the right to uh, repair and to fix identified issues before, before the issue goes immediately to litigation, then we're going to see very slow growth, if any growth at all. Now, fortunately, this year, this session, there's a large, there's, there's widespread recognition that the litigation around multifamily attached product is a, is a real concern. And we think this year we have identified, along with our partners in the industry, a fairly good solution uh, enshrining the right to repair in the Colorado Revised Statutes, setting some reasonable limitations on how lawsuits can be brought um, that should really address that insurability question and help us reopen that entry-level price point uh, condo market. Yeah, and it's not, I don't think, a, a problem just here in southern Colorado. It's a nationwide problem where uh, we're seeing the same uh, uh, reluctance, it seems like, when it comes to those bridge uh, developments that are between renting an apartment and owning a single-family standalone home. Uh, we're going to be talking more about some of the uh, factors that go into our economic development here in the Pikes Peak region uh, with our next guest, Keith Klain. But in the meantime, I'd like to thank you, Dave Daslich, for shedding some light on what's happening with housing and affordability and what the Chamber and EDC are doing about it. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Shannon. Always a pleasure. We have more of the extra after this break. Keep on listening to KRDO News Radio. You've been listening to the extra in our conversation with some various people from the Colorado Springs Chamber and Economic Development Corporation who've been joining me here uh, talking about various instances of how uh, they are working to improve the lives of businesses, but also attract new businesses and work to legislate for better pathways for businesses to thrive and survive here in the Pikes Peak region. Uh, If you would like to find out more about their mission, 
Commission. You can go to Colorado Springs Chamber EDC.com. That's their website, and you can find out much more there. Uh, right now, we are joined on the KRDO Newsline for our final segment with Keith Klain. He is the chair of the Chamber and EDC Military Affairs Council's Defense Mission Task Force. Well, first of all, uh, let me uh, welcome you to the show, Keith. Thank you, Shannon. And I believe, after hearing from Jonna about uh, all the work that was done to uh, retain the Space Command here in the Southern Colorado region, that we have much to thank you and your council for this year. Well, that was a huge team effort, uh, ranging the entirety of the state. But uh, yeah, it was a big win for us, that's for sure. Looking at the economic impact of the defense sector in the region, why is Colorado Springs ranked now as one of the top military economies nationwide? Well, thanks for that question, Shannon. The, you know, Colorado Springs and the Pike Peak region are, are uh, amongst just a small handful of communities around the nation, or even states for that matter, around the country that have an equal or greater number of our nation's most critical national security and defense-related installations and commands. Uh, so notwithstanding the recent decision uh, on U.S. Spacecom, uh, we also are home to the 4th Infantry Division, one of uh, only 11 active-duty Army divisions uh, in our country. We are home to the United States Air Force Academy, one of only five U.S. service academies uh, for our nation. Uh, we are one of only, uh, we command, we have two of 11 unified combatant commands, one of which was U.S. Space Command that you've talked about. But the second is uh, NORAD, U.S. NORAD, uh, U.S. NORTHCOM, uh, which is responsible for our nation's homeland defense, the entirety of it, as well as for the air defense of all of the North American continent, which it does with a number of allies. Uh, all of North America uh, essentially aligns in that effort, but the, the headquarters command here is in, is in Colorado Springs. We've got one of only seven special forces groups in the in the country. The list goes really on and on and on as to what makes us unique, uh, not only as a region or as a city, a region, a state, uh, but uh, it, it speaks to how impactful those missions are here. Uh, one could argue U.S. Space Command is that command uh, whose area of operations is literally growing on a daily basis as we figure out just how vast space is. Uh, so... Anyway, I uh, appreciate that question, and uh, what's next? <laughs> can, you, can you put a dollar amount on what you think this uh, all involves? I mean, how much is really uh, on the line when we're talking about uh, this being such a hub for military affairs? Yeah, absolutely. I, well, not absolutely. It, it's a moving target a little bit, but I think we attribute about $7 billion of the known money that flows to the region for defense-related purposes. Of course, there's a, uh, a large dark budget as well that's not as well uh, or as easy to identify or put your fingers on, uh, but it's uh, that represents most people use a number north of 40% of our local economy. Wow. Why don't you elaborate a little bit more into what goes into that pipeline, really? Absolutely. We here in Colorado Springs, we've got over 200 space, aerospace, and defense companies, much of many of which work in both government and the commercial sector. Uh, additionally, our region is strong in advanced manufacturing, cyber and software, healthcare, and sports, which helps keep our economy diversified, resilient, and strong. 
uh, our strong workforce, the skilled talent pipeline, much of which emanates from uh, those bases, actually, as people uh, retire here or just choose to um, finish their service here. Uh, they they represent a terrific pipeline for us, especially in this sector. Um, Blue Stack, Aerospace Corporation, Caliola Engineering, Zavaro, Northrop Grumman, and many others uh, have all uh, made significant uh, investments here and are, have announced, some of them have announced additional uh, capital investment here in, in the near future. Other key resources that help insulate and grow our economy and the space industry are um, assets like Catalyst Campus, Exponential Impact, the National Cybersecurity Center, the Space Ice Act, and again, the list goes on and on. Mm. And, and all of that makes it uh, more important than ever that the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC uh, have some interfacing with the military community. Can you uh, shed light on how that comes about and what it looks like? I can't actually haven't volunteered in that space with the chamber for about 25 years. I, you know, the, the chamber and EDC has various councils and committees um, that advocate uh, for issues of interest in sector departments. They have your normal government affairs council and a small business advisory council. But as for the care and feeding uh, and sustainment of these major commands and bases, we have what is largely a volunteer effort that emanates from the military affairs council which I am a past chairman, and the Defense Mission Task Force, which I am the current chairman. So we use those uh, assets to support the military missions in the, in, the, uh, in the region and help develop and nurture the relationships with the local military installations and commands to assure strong positive perceptions in the community by defense leaders and local uh, commanders uh, while advocating for the missions personnel and their families. Now, that that is not just a local effort. That requires considerable effort at the statewide level, which I think Donna probably talked about, the legislative support. Well, we do similarly at the national level through our uh, affiliation with the Association of Defense Communities, who in the year of 2016 uh, designated Colorado Springs in their inaugural, inaugural year for the program as one of their great American defense communities. But that affiliation allows us access to uh, Capitol Hill and, and greater access to uh, the Pentagon, uh, where many of these important decisions are made uh, and problems have to be solved. Well, Keith Klain, uh, fascinating to learn about what's going on and just want to thank you uh, on uh, behalf of all of your efforts uh, for our region. Keith Klain is the chair of the chamber and EDC's Military Affairs Council's Defense Mission Task Force. Thanks again for joining us here on The Extra, Keith. Yes, Shannon, thanks so much for having me. And our earlier guest, Dave Daslich, Vice President for Government Affairs for the Chamber at EDC. I think he's rung off right now. And circling back to our initial guest, Jonna reeder Claymeyer, the President and CEO of the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. Uh, let's ask you what you want the listeners to take away from this hour of conversation. In, in your final takeaway, what would you like them to know in about 30 seconds or a minute? Well, I would say, number one, that growth is a good thing. Uh, I know of no community that stands still. You either grow 
or you decline. And we want to be uh, smart in the way that we grow. So join your chamber in EDC. Get involved. Get involved with our Small Business Council, with our Government Affairs Council, our Military Affairs Council, or our Titans of Economic Development Council. There is a place for you, and we want your voice to be heard. We have to be heard at the state capitol. Business regulation, business taxes, they drive where we go as an economy, and we need the business community at our table. If you need more information, please feel free to give us a call or go to our website at coloradospringschamberedc.com. Well, John Reeder Claymeyer, along with Dave Daslich and Keith Klein, thanks to all of them for helping to shed light on what's going on with the Chamber and EDC here in Colorado Springs. To our guests, thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Extra. Tom Martino is up after the top of the hour.